I think like people don't realize how strong we are, how powerful we are. We are not, you know, we are not weak. We are not victims. No, no, we are resilient. You know, we are talented. We are skilled. Yeah. You know, we are not just trans. We're not just like people of color, people with disability. No, we have so much to offer to the world, right? And I think like we really need to get out of this box. And if I, I think for me, it was also super important in the festival to highlight queer and trans talent, not yeah. for the identity, yeah. but yeah. for what they can bring, you know, artistically or like knowledge-wise with workshop or like, you know, like with exhibition, like like fucking society, like cannot handle that we're thriving. We unlearn all those things that they think is natural. There is nothing natural about heterosexuality. There is nothing natural about being cisgender, you know? We are the one living our true self. Queering the Perspective with Bela Bellissima. All right. Hello, hello, everyone. My name is Bela Bellissima, and I'm super, super happy to be hosting this little radio podcast about the Queer Trans Liberation Summer Pride Festival. And in this very first episode, we want to introduce the festival. And for that purpose, I am talking with Stella, who is one of the co-organizers. Hello, Stella. Hi, Bella. Nice to hear you again. <laughs> it was only like, what, two months ago that yeah, we had exactly. recorded last podcast. Oh of my God, things are going quick. Mm -hmm. First guest to appear twice. Wow. Mm. <laughs> It's the start of a love story. Exactly. <laughs> I can feel it. Yeah, so maybe just a few sentences about yourself. What are your pronouns? What what are you up to in life these days, and how are you feeling today? Cool. Um, so I use she/her. I'm non-binary. Um, a lot of projects these days, to be honest. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Work-life balance, they say. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as you say, uh, today we're gonna speak about the um, yeah Queer Trans Liberation uh, Pride Festival. Um, but yeah, when it comes to me, uh, of course, like this uh, KTL Summer Festival, but also we're going to organize a trans event called Transtopia mm. with a lineup fully trans. Uh, so the awareness team will be trans, uh, the people giving the workshops, the people performing and the people also DJing will be trans. So I really invite anybody listening to the podcast to reach out to Queer Trans Liberation if they identify as trans, non-binary, inter, gender doesn't matter I use trans as an umbrella term mm -hmm. um, they can reach out and maybe more than happy to have a talk with them if they want to you know get on stage even if it's the first time uh, yes. we're more than welcome and yeah like the party is specifically for trans people but will be open to any gender as I say for mm -hmm. family friends and lovers yeah. um, <laughs> very <so> inclusive <laughs> exactly <laughs> just like you need to be mindful that the space is made by trans people, for trans people, yeah. and therefore you should behave accordingly. So then, for before we get started with talking about the QTL Summer Pride Festival, for Stella to get to know you a bit better outside of this context, I wanted to ask you two questions, which will be recurring on this third season of the podcast. So I thought it would be interesting to have some elements that everyone is being asked. So the first question, get ready. 
if you could invite three people to a fantasy dinner of your choice, who would it be? Definitely Alok. Okay. For sure. Mm -hmm. uh, such an icon. Mm. Love Sam. I mean, honestly, you know, if I had the money and everything, I would just invite the whole trans community you know, <laughs> to like celebrate together. But I mean, <laughs> but if I had people. to invite, you know, <laughs> I would kind of, I mean, that's what I, you know, because um, I went to um, a meeting with um, hotties from like a country in Asia. So it was like kind of like a secret meeting, right? Okay. I was like a uh, hotties and activists mm -hmm. um, because they're like, it's really hard for them to get access to like HIV medication, hormones and all that stuff. Like it's really precarious. And then I was thinking like, oh my God, like, you know, I was asking my friend, like, can we send hormones there, you know? Mm -hmm. And like, they're like, yeah, but you know, maybe the control and everything. I was like, no, that's fine. I'm just going to put like all the hormone gel in like some beauty product and nobody's going to notice. And then I was <laughs> like, you know, I was like, yeah, it's like the trans resistance, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, and I think, you know, I would invite like, yeah, people like Halok, you know, will really have a vision to kind of like, yeah, really smash the, you know, cis straight patriarchy, like really mm -hmm. organize a, a riot. So, I mean, I don't have like specific names in mind right now, but I would definitely invite uh, trans activists. Okay. To yes. yeah, definitely. So to have a fabulous dinner with three other trans activists. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. And speaking of Elok, actually, I just saw yesterday that they're coming to Berlin for I their know. world tour in October. Yeah. Get your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Unpaid advertisement. <laughs> exactly. Maybe they should come to Transpride. <laughs> yeah, they should. Yeah, it would be fabulous. 30 of July. Okay, okay. Exactly. Note it all down. And yeah, then let's go to the second question, which is, if you could change one specific thing about the world we live in overnight, what would it be? Uh, social media. Definitely. Mm. I feel there is a lot of complaining, a lot of judgment, but not much doing, you know? Right. And I really encourage people to, you know, post less stories and complaining about how, you know, sad the world is and to get, you know, engaged politically, to give the time, you know, to like an association, NGO. It doesn't have to be queer or trans, but... You know, sometimes it's like, oh, you don't need to be part of a association legally, you know. Sometimes right. it's like, hey, you know what, like, I can do, I don't know, I can do a awareness team, you know. Mm -hmm. Oh, I can do, like, some kind of, like, graphic design, like, very quickly. You know, sometimes it's, like, very small thing, but it takes so much weight out of the shoulder from, like, other people who are more engaged, you know. Mm. Um, and I think, like... Yeah, you know, like we should be more focused on like building community rather than constantly like put each other down. Mm. Um, because I think a lot of people don't realize uh, how hard it is to organize events, how hard it is to, you know, make everything like we need to be intersectional. It's actually a lot of work, you know, because um, also like how do you pay your performer? How do you pay yourself? Mm -hmm. You know, like... Um, there are like so many things that you need to take into account and I think for some people like they don't see what's backstage, they have no idea what it is to, you know, lead a project. Yeah, you know, like make invoice to people to pay them, you know, mm. and make sure that everybody's feeling safe and I really wish people will be, you know, more aware and self-reflective. And I always say, you know, like if you think you can do better, either you support us 
or you create your own events. Right, but, but I think a lot of time uh, there are a lot of people who are just hiding behind the screen mm. and you know keep complaining. But I'm like, mm. I'm really happy to you know like go for a drink and you can support us. Mm-hmm. Definitely, because okay. you know. So change social media overnight. Totally, okay. totally. Okay. But I think we're it's getting there, you know. Yeah, I yeah. think we're getting there because, as you say, for example, like since we're starting the queer transliberation movement, like you know, just for example, like the three of us being in the same room, I think that's beautiful, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, like initially we maybe we were not meant to, you know, meet or work together, right. and I think like for the power of community, you know, we're like okay, we're organizing a festival, you know, to mm-hmm. to make like um to reclaim the space, you know, in Alexanderplatz in the center of the city, to be like no, we're gonna organize like event for like trans, queer, bipoc, you know, people with disabilities, sex worker, and so on. And I think like that's such a statement that yeah. you know we all come together because we share this vision, you know, we yeah. we want to make the the world a better place, and I think this is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Well, then let's get right into it. You already mentioned the QTL Festival. So maybe let's backtrack a bit. What was the thought behind it and how, yeah, how was the process to get this baby going? So I think beginning of the year, I thought my dream is to open an LGBTQ center. Mm-hmm. I saw what Kazakua was doing Uh, so 12th and center, focusing more on BIPOC, BIPOC trans and queer. Um, and I thought like, yeah, sure, that's nice. And also like, the, I don't think they receive any funding. So it's more on donation and people who are working there, like mostly they're working on like a voluntary basis. So, and they already marginalized, you know, for the reason mentioned before. And I'm like, no, I really want to be able to, you know, organize a structure and get funding from the state mm-hmm. because this kind of project should be funding. We yeah. should be the one getting the money from yeah, the taxpayer. And not only because of identities, but because, you know, like, I think like all of us here, we, it's not like, oh, we're trans or BIPOC or whatever. No, we are art workers, you know, like mm-hmm. we, we're working hard to offer something better. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think we, you know, we use identity and be like, oh yeah, just because, you know, I'm trans and I'm better. No, no, no. I think like we, we are trans and we went through so much that that's why it makes us, you know, better because we are resilient and we are like, you know, we're going for it. We process it and we use like all this shit to produce something beautiful mm. um <clears throat> but yeah initially it was to open a community center and then we decided to apply for the funding actually thanks to you because you know <laughs> like as also well the poor of community i had no idea there was like a an open call and then you right? you, s- you send it to me and even for me i was sent this open call by a friend like yeah. i didn't just stumble across it but someone sent it to me and like oh you should apply to this like this could be a really cool opportunity and then i i thought okay who can i include in this and then i thought okay Exactly. And I just want <laughs> I just want to deliver like a message to the people like listening to the podcast like you don't need an association to apply for funding like you can apply on your own like I think of course it's nice to have like a group of individual but I think so many people like have no idea that they can apply for funding and there's so much money 
there right. and at the end it's always a big institution like I have mm-hmm. so many like hottest friends they're like this is like indecent because all the museum like for example even like humble forum like they're applying for this because nobody knows how to apply but actually it's not that complicated and sometimes you can also apply in English so I think once you know like for the poor of community you're like hey actually want to apply for this open call but maybe I'm not good at writing honestly I hate fucking writing <laughs> you know <laughs> But I think you can find people who can support you to like exactly. make the application. And then, you know, together as a group, you can get the money, actually. But I feel like there are a lot of people who are like, oh, my God, it's so hard, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, stop complaining. They have money out there. Like, they have places when you can go and you can get, like, you know, advice. And at least try, you know? I mean, I would say, yeah, stop complaining to a certain extent. But also, like, uh, there's barriers, right? Of course. There's, like, a lot of barriers for trans and queer people, especially of color, to get to this kind of funding, Mm -hmm. to write all of these open calls. takes a lot of time and energy. And so, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. There should be the, just Com- more agree. accessibility. Completely agree. Completely agree. But I feel also from experience when you apply to some funding, no, like a lot of condition or like 50% like uh, women, trans, inter non-binary gender. Like for example, for the music board building, it's one of the condition in like the uh, open call. Uh, and then it's like 50% BIPOC. Mm-hmm. So there are actually like a lot of projects where we could apply and like we don't even need to try because our projects are already fitting the requirements. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, that's why we're doing the project because specifically we want to support those communities. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like, um, again, like for the poor of communities, sometimes you just need to ask, you know, or like post a story and be like, hey guys, like, do you have any experience like applying for funding? Because I think like sharing knowledge is key. We right. need to share knowledge. And as you say, like, of course, like I'm completely aware that, you know, when, I mean, regardless of your identity, you don't have the time to apply for funding, you know, because it's, you know, sometimes you're just like, no, I need money to survive. So mm, you're not even thinking of applying thing. for funding, right? And I think that's why, like, for people who are more privileged and, you know, we have time to apply for funding, it's really key to be like, okay, like, why are we doing the project? Are we doing the project for, like, cis white straight people? Which was an issue, to be honest, when I went to some meetings and I was like, oh, my God, all the project which I've been selected are cis white, you know, cis white straight people. I was like, mm-hmm. why is it so white, you know? Like... For me, it, it's kind of an issue because I'm like, when you do like an open call or like, for example, when we're going to curate the program, I can't curate a program with like, you know, let's say cis white gay people. Is it, I mean, there are like plenty of spaces out there. Like, they, they don't need more spaces. No, we need to focus on like, what is the situation right now and who needs the space the most, basically. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so in the process, like we apply for it. To be honest, I was like, actually surprised that we got the funding because that, like that's the first funding that we got since you know we started uh yeah exactly that's the first funding that we got since we started a year ago and then my first idea was like okay it's gonna be for two months so it's gonna be more like a pop-up community center mm-hmm. and then my second thinking was like okay like should we do party should we not and at first i was like yes and then i was like actually no we need to do something which is community center because mm-hmm. there is a lack of community events. And I'm like, I mean, it's a, it's a big debate, you know, with club culture, but I think it's really hard to build community within the club when it's only DJ set and drugs. Mm. It's really hard, right? Mm. And that's why also when we're going to organize Transtopia, like most of the events, it's going to be like 
as I say, like workshop, also drag show, because I think like drag show or any performance is such a powerful tool yeah, to empower people. Artistic expression. It's not even about like, you know, making friends, even though I'm sure like, I mean, even in my own experience, like I may I met so many incredible people at drag show, right? But just even if you go there and you don't make friends, just like seeing the performance, it is blow-minding, you know? It's like visually, it is so powerful to like deconstruct all this bullshit, you know, that we've yeah. been brainwashed. And I think, like, for example, like, drag is such a powerful tool to educate people, to raise awareness, you know? Mm. It's it's as powerful as a two-hours workshop. So, like, the idea was, like, this... Um, LGBTQ community center then I was like okay let's turn it into a festival because I want to give a spot to as many people as possible as many collective as possible because you know we have like for example like a trans mass collective we have like a collective which is like queer uh, and trans neurodivergent people I think we're gonna have like uh, one like specifically like on sex worker um, so for me it was really important to put all those people who never met Mm. who don't even know they exist, you know, between right. each other. Because, like, everything is so spread off and divided. And I'm like, hey, babes, we need <laughs> to team up, you know. We need to unite. We need to share our knowledge. We need to share our network. Because, you know, together we're stronger. And um, I really think we are not a minority, mm. you know. Like, the world wants to make us think we are a minority, but if you think about it, you know, in every city and so on. And, of course, we're really privileged here, right, because there are more spaces. But in smaller cities, it's not there are not queer people. No, there's many things going on It's just there is not the space for them to thrive Mm. and to express themselves and to be visible because sometimes you need to fit in society to survive. But we are not a minority at all. And I really want people to understand this and to join the festival, you know, to connect, to learn from each other. Um, Because for me also, it's such an amazing learning experience, you know, to work with all those people. Because, yeah, I I mean, I really believe I have a lot to learn from all the people I'm working with, you know. Like, it just just never stops this, like, learning process and also, like, unlearning, you know, of the Mm. bullshit. But to be honest, I'm really proud because it was really unexpected. Beginning of the year, as I told you, I was like, oh my God, my dream is really to open an LGBTQ center. And then it just happened, you know? I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? You know, it's actually yeah. happening. You manifested it, things are coming together. Right? Yeah. Um, and then, to, you know, to work with all those like beautiful, inspired people who have like, you know, who have a vision, you know, like they want to make things change. Like, you know, they're like, fuck off complaining I'm like no I want to do this and this and this and this and it's like for me I'm like yeah sure you know I'm super here to support you like let's do something together and that's why like when we got the funding my first idea was like we're gonna work with Sophie with like an incredible graphic designer like I really encourage you to get in touch with her if you need a design like they did the design for like QTL amazing and we're gonna do like other visual um, with her but for me it was like we need a powerful visual to advertise the event for all the collectives that we have in, right? Because each collective can do their own flyer, right? So for example, Sasha has a, you know, um, their own visual for the weekly show, but we thought also we need a visual for the whole event because some collectives don't have the time, the money or whatever to do specifically a flyer for the workshop, right? Mm. Because sometimes it's just one workshop or maybe the same collective, but different workshop by different people. Mm. And honestly, we don't have the funds to do a 
flyer for each event. So I was like, let's do a flyer for the whole concept. Because mm -hmm. then um, the whole idea was like to do a communication campaign in not on the street, because I thought, who is our target? Our target is queer trans people. It's not the mainstream. Mm -hmm. So where are we going to put the advertising campaign? It's like in every queer places, so like bar, clubs, like association, like Shulan Boratung, Les Mikras, Kazakua, you know, whatever place is queer, trans friendly, we're going to put it. Mm -hmm. Because we want to tell people that there is thing happening, that there is a community. And like, if you want to meet people, if you want to make friends, if you feel ostracized, you can come to QTL Summer Festival. Mm -hmm. You don't need to only go to the club and be like, oh, as a trans person, or as a queer person, as a people of course, I go to the club, I want to make friends. And every time I go there, I don't feel safe, mm -hmm. you know? And for me, it's really important that together we're able to create a safer space for those people that they're like, hey, you know what? Actually, it was so nice this summer. They were doing this like QTL thing in Alexanderplatz and I met so many great people, you know? And I really want to create this, you know, like this community yeah. moment. Yeah, and I also think it's not necessarily one or the other, but it's just adding, right? Like you have the club culture, which can be safer spaces for people. Totally. If, there's, if, the, if it's a, an event curated by queer and trans people, if it's a specific event which takes care of awareness and which has like a concept behind it. But then these daytime events and this community building events and different collectives, I think adds to the community in a sense that it's, adds like a regenerative factor to some extent in my opinion and so yeah I think it's not either or but we can learn from combining no no completely agree yeah. and also my idea was not to do a competition you know because yeah. Yeah, already <laughs> no no but like you know I think sometimes I feel like there are some kind of competition f between like event organizer and for me like this is not about competitions this is not about making money because for me you know it's a side project like you know we have to be like really clear on this like I'm starting like a full-time job like on the 1st of June like for me it's just because I'm passionate about it you know like this is my purpose this is my fucking purpose mm -hmm. and yeah I mean you're completely right club can be a safer space and is a you know great place to express your gender like question many things but what will be the added value for me to only focus on the club culture for me it was like there is no added value so I was like what's missing and nice. no party event for queer and trans people were missing so mm. i'm like okay what is the situation what are the need what is the solution what is the problem and i'm like there is a problem i try to bring a solution mm -hmm. but definitely as you say completely agree it's not like one is better than the other it's just two different type of events and i'm really grateful we have access to both of those events you know in berlin we're like really really privileged and as i was telling you like talking to those people in bangladesh through um video call like yeah it was really outbreaking you know to see like to realize how privileged we are to to have access to all those things and that's why like we we need to keep fighting because it's so quick to lose everything you know like for example i mean because I'm also French, of course, um, with a French election, you know, it, it's so close it that really somebody close, will be elected. Yeah. And then you, you don't know what can happen, you know, maybe like they're going to shut down everything or be like, hey, no away. LGBTQ yeah. propaganda. 
Like, can you imagine? So that means, for example, if somebody like this is elected tomorrow, I'm not even able to like do a communication campaign with like queer and trans, right. you know? And yeah. I think like some sometime like I really wish some like queer and trans people here like would realize how important it is to, you know, to get engaged in the community because we yeah. need everyone involved to keep fighting, you yeah. know? And also to not take things for granted mm -hmm. and to know how precious and also how important it is to, to come together and to keep keep on engaging because even like if you would if you think about now in the US as well like they have these don't say gay bills and you would think like okay it's like a western country and it's like more liberal towards LGBTQIA plus rights but it's not actually like it, as you said it can really quickly create this backlash and I mean there is a lot of backlash in general against queer people and especially against trans people And yeah, we cannot take anything for granted. So we and we cannot also hope that politicians are going to solve the issue, or legislators going to solve the issue, or judges are going to solve the issue and fight the fight for us. I mean, it's nice when they do, of course. Like, please, <laughs> but the same thing needs to happen in our community so that we we know, yeah, we are prepared and we have each other's backs and we have these connections in these strong networks. Yeah. And then to some more practical questions. When will the festival start and how does it work exactly? Is there going to be an event like every day or once a week or only on the weekends? Like what can I expect if I want to go to this festival and how do I learn about it? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm having a meeting tonight actually <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Open Call is closed for June but people can still apply for July mm -hmm. um, and again like when you apply it's to get the space free of charge so you can use the space for free we can provide you with a uh, big GBL speakers two mic and then uh, needs to be discussed with the statistic but there is possibility to get like chair table maybe another sound system like projector possibility also maybe to use like exhi exhibition room and uh kino theater to you know either project something for performance or just project a movie um right. when does the festival start yeah. so work? the festival will start on the first of june and mm -hmm. it will finish on you know end of july so it will be like two months non-stop to be honest i think monday to friday even will be after five because generally people are walking so don't really think it makes sense to do anything and I don't think yeah. anybody are playing plan to do anything um yeah before five but basically every day there will be something pretty much at least mm -hmm. one event so I also have a meeting with Sophie on Tuesday to make the program so like we're still like you know brainstorming about it should we do like a paragraph for every event because some event mm. like uh, Sasha's event will be weekly so then I think it can be nice to kind of be like okay you know like kind of like picture of the flyer of the event and then explain the concept instead of just writing like drag show like guillotine like you know like 10 times because I don't know it's 10 weekend better to write a paragraph and be like every Thursday for example or every Friday you know what I mean mm -hmm. uh, so like we're still brainstorming on like what is the best way to create a flyer because we also want to print the program and as I was saying it's part of the communication campaign to you know put some 
A3, A4 poster on the wall, like in the club, in the ball, and whatever, and then Hunter be like, hey, take the program. Mm. Because then you have access to the program, and then like we're okay. thinking using like a color code. This way, you're able to see like, mm. okay, is it for trans mask? Then I'm just gonna look at the trans mask event because I'm trans mask. Or is it like for neurodivergent? I'm like, okay, neurodivergent is actually you know like every Wednesday. So mm. we, that's why for for us like you know creating the program and going for the open call, it's really important that we have as many even as possible to, you know, to be intersectional and also to include people that generally don't have a platform because it's kind of like, you know, marginalize and marginalize that. Mm. Um, I mean, I feel like sometimes we like so focus on like gender and sexuality mm. that we forgot like, of course, like being neurodivergent, people with disability, like, you know, be, uh, being sex worker. Also like financial situation, you know, because you can be like, I don't know, you know, like cis and white and you, you don't have the fund, you know, to to pay for workshop, for example. Mm. And you still need a space, you know. So I think, you know, like intersectionality is such a tricky subject and we will never check all the boxes, <laughs> I wish. Yeah. But at least we're trying. And um, that's the first festival that we're organizing. That's mm -hmm. the first, like, you know, like really big project that we're doing after one year. So honestly, I'm really proud. I'm sure, like, you know, we will have things to improve for sure. And that's why we're really open for feedback, you know. Yeah. Um, because we really want to make the space safer and we don't have the pretension to be like, you know, it will be hundred percent safe because safe space doesn't exist you know like you constantly need to align and to make it better so um, yeah. yeah i think that's why you know collectively working together like i'm really confident and i know we will work um more and more together mm -hmm. in the future with all those collective because yeah i think it's really needed and that's why it's going to be better because as i say we're going to learn from each other you know and that's how we're going to be more inclusive by walking people belonging to you know all those uh layer of marginality you know because yeah. of course you know my experience as a you know trans white person body able it's not the same as somebody you know for example with with trans mass for example like trans mass people of color or maybe trans mass neurodivergent and so on you know and that's mm. why we all need to share experiences to constantly make the space better for everyone yeah, yeah. exactly so if i understand it correctly there will be some events that are exclusive for like one population yes group to create a safer space yes. only for these people and yes. then there will be other events which are open to like all Exactly. Positionalities or genders? Yes. Okay. And then nice. um, people can ask for fee and donation. Okay. Yeah. And we're not taking anything because, mm. I mean, I'm not using this event to make money. I don't want to use this event to make money. As I say, for me, like, this whole project is like a side thing. And even when we're going to do Transtopia, I think it's going to become a monthly event. I wanted to stay a solely party, mm. which means like, first of all, everybody's going to be paid. We're going to split the profit and be like, everybody's pays the same. Then if you have a nice financial situation, which is, you know, possible, you can be trans and have a pretty good life and maybe you don't need the money and you're like, okay, that's fine. Actually, I want to give my fee to somebody else, you know, who is more mm. marginalized, we need more the money or also give the money directly to... Like the NGO, you know, could be transport, could be trans sex work. But I, w I think it's also part of this community building event, like this, you know, kind of like counter thing where I'm like, I completely respect if you organize queer event to make money because, you know, we all need to pay our rent at the end of the month and that's completely fine. But for me, 
when I organized Transopia for me personally, I want it to be like a community building tool, being like when you go there, you know where your money is going. And like mm. the money is going to trans hardest. Mm. And the money is going like trans NGO to help other trans people. And I think like to kind of like use this in the awareness concept, you know, what is the concept of the party? It is beautiful because we're coming together. We use our money, not as like, you know, in this like queer capitalism thing. Mm-hmm. We'll be like, no, we use the money to support our own community. And if you come with your friend who might be, I don't know, like cis or white or whatever, you know where your money is going. You know, because we need the money from more privileged people because we're always in this cycle where like trans people are supporting trans people, people of color are supporting people of color. No, we need the money from people who are more privileged. And also like that's super important for me, like with this trans event that we're like, you know, always open to conversation and be like, hey, you know, if you're trans, if you're people of color, you know, it doesn't matter if you don't have the fan and you need the space, write us and you can get for free. Yeah. We don't want to turn anybody, you know, away who needs a space. Mm-hmm. Because going out in Berlin is getting so expensive. For me, when I moved to Berlin like five years ago, it was like 10 euro, 15 euro, and you could party the whole weekend with 15 euros. No, it's like 20 euros for one day. For only an entrance, yeah. And for some people, it is a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. And I want to create a space for people to be like you know like when when i'm in like telegram group with like other trans people while right hey i don't have any friend like i want to go out i don't know where to go where is it trans friendly like you know like can i go outside i'm like babe just come to transtopia you know come mm-hmm. to the workshop we're gonna do like intentional cycle you know introduce mm-hmm. it introduce everybody to each other and be like hey i came on my own i'm here to make friends yeah. Like, you know, you shouldn't be ashamed to say that you hold on and you want to make friends because we want to build community. We want to welcome you in the space and make you feel comfortable, you know. And yeah, that's why for me, like, it's super important because, you know, like when I read this kind of thing, you know, on Telegram or whatever channel, like it's it's heartbreaking, you know, mm. because I mean, I also went through this kind of thing. And, you know, my solution I, 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 at one point, I mean, I used to complain a lot, you know. I'm French, so I complain all the time. (laughs) I used to complain a lot, but at one point, you know, I woke up, I was like, if it doesn't exist, create it for yourself. Exactly. And, and, you know, at one point, I don't know, it clicked in my mind, I completely changed mindset. And, I mean, I also understand, you know, I've been there, I complain a lot, so no judgment. (laughs) No judgment. (laughs) But I'm like, babe, let's create it together, you know, because, like, it's happening. You know, yeah. like it's changing. Like we, we're creating spaces, we're creating community, we're supporting each other and it's just the beginning. Like I think like people don't realize how strong we are, how powerful we are. We are not, you know, we are not weak. We are not victims. No, no. We we are resilient, you know, we are talented, we are skilled. Yeah. You know, we are not just trans, we're not just like, yeah. I don't know, like people of color, people with disability. No, we have so much to offer to the world, right? And I think like we really need to get out of this box and if I, I think, for me, it was also super important in the festival to highlight queer and trans talent, not yeah. for the identity, yeah. but yeah. for what they can bring, you know, artistically yeah. or like knowledge-wise with workshop or like, you know, like with exhibition, like, you know, like if they do like photography, painting, like 
they're not just trans, you know? I think, like, people like to think, oh, my God, you know, I was listening to this uh, radio show, like, last weekend, and they invite a trans person, and they were saying, like, the title of the workshop was, like, um, born in the wrong body. Like, the soul doesn't match the body. And I called the radio to talk about my experience. I was kind of saying, like, yeah, I mean, of course, for some people, you know, it matches the experience, but I'm like, you know, like... I'm trans, non-binary, and I don't feel I'm born in the wrong body. I'm actually really happy with my body. But you know what's the issue? I am not the issue. I am not the one who needs to go to therapy for my gender. I'm going to therapy, but not for my gender. I'm going to therapy for all the traumas that like the cis, straight, patriarchy made me go through, right? And you know, if it was hard for me to leave my gender freely, it's not because I have issue with my gender. It's because I have issue knowing that if I express my gender freely, I will be in danger, you know? Right. And this is the issue. And I think the society is constantly, you know, highlighting trans people through this lens that we are victim, that we need support, mm. like psychological support. Of course, we need psychological support, but not because, you know, we're crazy or insecure or whatever. No, we need psychological support because, like, fucking society, like, cannot handle that we're thriving. We unlearn all those things that they think is natural. There is nothing natural about heterosexuality. There is nothing natural about being cisgender, you know? We are the one living our true self. And they cannot handle it. And I really want to make this clear that by organizing this kind of event, I want to break the narrative, you know. I want to get break the narrative of like trans people constantly saying like, hey, I'm trans, it's hard for this and this reason. Because we already know it, trans people, you know. We, we live it, you know. We know how hard it is. As you say, like, we know, like... No it's, need to repeat it all the time. It's, it's an issue to, you know, to get funding. It's an issue to find job. But like... How can we create our own opportunities, you know? And that's why community is super important because we need to support each other. Like, think about, like, who are you giving, giving money to? Are you giving money to, like, the capitalism? Like, you know, are you buying on Amazon? Or are you, like, going, like, oh, actually, I'm going to support, like, a queer trans artist? Mm. You know? Sometimes it's, like, small thing. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't agree more. Thank you so much for your words of wisdom in the end. And thank you for all your efforts. And I hope that everyone coming to the festival in June and July will see what you what we just talked about. Uh, the arts and the talent and the skills and everything that is created by queer and trans people. And I am very, very looking forward to these two months of coming together as a community enjoying each other's company but also encouraging each other and building solidarity and yeah celebrating each other also so i'm very excited and thank you so much for talking to me today yeah thanks to you for hosting amazing as always and then yes we will continue with the first artist talk with sasha Queering the Perspective with Bela Bellissima.